We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Good morning. I've um, put the title for today as Life After Lockdown. I guess we're all looking forward uh, to the easing of restrictions. Um, You know, the whole world is looking forward to holidays and meals out and meeting friends and uh, we can identify with that. At the same time, we have to recognise that we're in the world but we're not of the world. We have a, a, a different value system, a different purpose. And I think it's very key at this time for us to access the mind of God in terms of what he's got for us in this new season. Of course the world has changed, of course the world is changing. But our God is an unchanging God and his purpose that was designed before the very beginning of time is what we want to access individually and corporately at this time. And so in coming days, as we've already started to do, we're looking to what's next. We thank God for the way he's been able and enabled us to to continue in in various forms and ways, for the opportunities that we've had uh, to serve in the community as well as serve one another. They've been precious, they're precious in his sight. But now we want to look to say, Lord, what's next? And we're beginning to catch that. I know we've got things like looming on the horizon, uh, buildings and visions for how that's gonna be and the difference in that, but also uh, individually and corporately, How's it going to be? And we can relate together uh, again uh, in in actually meeting rather than just on Zoom. So we're looking forward to those things, but we want to see what God has got for us. We never want to miss God's purpose. You see, the truth of the matter, if we miss God's purpose, we would never be truly fulfilled. We want his purpose in the same way as an expression of wanting his love and wanting to love him. I've recently been looking at the story of somebody who actually missed God's purpose. It's not a very familiar name, but uh, it was when uh, Abraham, who we know rather well from the Bible, but had a father called Terah, and they set out from the Ur of the Chaldeans, to go to Canaan. That was the purpose of God. But they came to a place called Haran. And it says in Genesis 11 that the father, Terah, settled there. And he died there. He was somebody that set out on a purpose but never, never fulfilled the full purpose of going to Canaan. Yes, we can see from the Bible he was very rich. He had lots of possessions. He was, he was not a poor man, but he settled for less than what was the purpose of God. And he died where he settled. One of the things that is constantly on my heart, but particularly as we're thinking about coming out of lockdown, is let's not settle here. Let no one settle less than the fulfilment of the purpose of God. 
You know, it's a situation if you wonder why someone has something that you don't or is in some place that you're not. And then you realise you had the same opportunity that they had and somehow you passed it up. I got to think that's one of the most awful feelings to have. I don't want anybody to have that feeling. I don't want anybody to be in that situation at all. Now here, we're not really talking about physical death, but here we're talking about the death or the loss of vision, enthusiasm, passion, zeal. These things can, can also die or they can get somehow buried under the events of life and the other things that are happening. God does not want us to live a kind of half-life. And today, as we are looking to a special coming out of lockdown, I want us to invite God the Holy Spirit to help us be real and decide, is there something more? Is there something that we once had or is there something that we have a desire for in terms of passion and vision and enthusiasm? Yes, it's true. Uh, that, that can engage us in some pain. But there's two sorts of pain. There's the pain of, of pushing through to achieve God's purpose. But there's also the pain of giving up. And let's recognise it's only the first of those that carries a reward. The second doesn't. So we've been hearing a little bit about uh, Darren recently and I got Jamie to interview him. So let's just uh, now please, Jenny, play that interview. Tell us what is your role? So I'm a, a rehabilitation occupational therapist um, in a fast stream kind of sector. Now that was been quite a journey uh, to become a rehab OT. Um, can you just explain some of the challenges in that journey? Um, so the course itself I did was an accelerated master's course. Um, and I mean, I've got dyslexia, which is a hard aspect to then jump to writing and working at master's level. Um, what kind of led me going into the master's was choosing to kind of quit a teacher training degree um just because it really wasn't working to my strengths and wasn't working for me and and in that time I took out I, I did do loss and that had some fundamental bits that directed me towards doing occupational therapy um I mean three four months into the course uh dad passed away and then had to go on to do a, a placement straight after that um I think throughout the actual degree as well kept having those thoughts of just wasn't good enough and um, doubting that the the course itself was me and I had what it took to kind of get through it and just lots of anxiety around the academics involved and um, had a great support network though to kind of get me through so yeah. that there were a number of times where you're thinking ah you, you, you can't do this you're not going to make it um 
you'd mentioned that that Mike was Michael Tizar was a really good mentor for you and support for you. You also mm. um, have a story about what your development group did for you. Can you just tell us about how they how they stood with you? And I was expressing all these kind of concerns and doubts and anxieties around like moving forward with my degree. Um, so what what they decided to enact was a great rendition of he did not take you out this far to bring you back in with dancing and singing and yeah that went on for about five minutes or so but it felt like an eternity it was very much burnt into my brain and and the the hope of the group was that it would be a prophetic act um that you would remember at times when those doubts came at you so Darren knowing that God's brought you out this far he's not going to take you back again was very relevant once we get to the impact of Covid on your workloads the hospitals were putting pushing out patients really quick to empty the hospitals and they're coming onto your caseload just tell us just a few things that made Covid very difficult for you. Um, I mean the high pressures of cases that were coming through our service out from hospital um, we'd never seen before. Um, from the January time through to December, uh, September, December time, we lost half our OT team, either they'd left for various reasons um, or maternity leave and that sort of thing. And there began to be a very negative um, atmosphere and vibe in, in the team in terms of working under these sort of um, conditions um i became the most senior team through that senior ot on the team um there was no one left kind of above me in those sort of roles caseload was very heavy and we're asked to move at quite a fast pace with these patients um i'd contracted covid in the march and was having to crawl to the bathroom and just really knocked me for six at the start of the year as well so darren you're now seeing what God's been using you for. Just give us some of the headlines. Um, so recently I've won the Make a Difference Award for Above and Beyond Patient Care, which um, it's been amazing that my patients and their families have asked me to be nominated in that kind of category. Um, kind of demonstrates that even through a very tough and pressurized time, I've, my practice and still being able to kind of show that love and care to my patients um, has been something that's been um, maintained throughout the whole thing um, and just continue to bring that hope to the hopeless who are behind those hidden and closed doors in the community. Um, I've seen the team whilst really shrunk um, the dynamic has been able to shift in terms of giving support and being able to um, maintain a, a more positive environment through, I think, direct involvement with myself and others. Um, but also able to connect with other members of the team who are Christians as well. And they've all become part of that, that vision um, to really see kind of the hope and, and that side of things delivered into the community. And you're, you're even now in a, in a position where they're considering how to change the shape of the team and the services that you provide and you are part of that that process aren't you yeah 
Yeah, having uh, meetings with very senior um, staff members beyond the the IRS team um, and just building agendas for future for really positive change and a, um, a way out of the kind of COVID mindsets that we've all adapted and shifted our work to operate in. Excellent. Thank you very much, Darren. You're welcome. I'm pretty glad that um, Darren didn't give up. Uh, it's, it's an exciting story and uh, he could have given up, um, but in the goodness of God, he pressed through, helped by the support of the community and also by that prophetic the nature of that song at that time. And isn't it amazing uh, from that place of contemplating giving up to now being part of uh, some significant potential changes in improving the whole service in the community. Huh. Light in the darkness, uh, serving the purpose of God, sought in the earth. Uh, that's a, a very thrilling thing. Yep, um, Bible says, James chapter 1, count it all joy when you encounter various trials and tribulations. Uh, there's no doubt about the fact that there is pain on the journey, but going through and pushing through and not settling. So when we're preparing for a journey, um, this next stage, this life after lockdown, what, what the kind of steps we go through? Well, thinking of what we need to pack or what we're going to need. Thinking of, I guess, part of it is, so what would hold me back? What, what would kind of, I uh, don't know whether to or not. Then go the other way, I suppose. Oh, what can we expect? Um, what would stop us part way? And possibly recognising that if we're fixed on a destination, uh, the understanding we haven't yet reached that destination becomes quite a strong motivator. In the time we've got this week, I want to just look at one of those factors. What holds us back? Last week, Dave Simmons spoke to us about the God who sees us. Always brings me back to the story of Abraham and, uh, and the servant girl, Hagar, who was seeking to escape in a desperate situation and came to a point where she came into the realisation she could run, she could hide, but God still saw her. And I love to quote the King James Version. She turns and says, Thou, God, seest me. It's the surrender, it's the declaration. I can run, I can hide, but he still sees me. So let's be real honest. He sees us wherever we are, wherever we're at. And let's have a stop and think, where do we want to go? What do we want it to be like? Proverbs 19.21 says this, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We're a people that have set out in the purpose of God. 
beyond anything else. It's his purpose that should prevail. Yes, there are all the affairs of life and factors of life, but Lord, what do you want? Lord, what is your purpose? Lord, how, where do you want me to go? Means laying aside my plans and preferences for what he wants. Sometimes it means that I have to allow him to reorder my priorities. Over the years, I've found that God has a particular way for me of speaking to me. And it's like this. It will be two or three things happen of a similar nature. Or two or three words come and, and I suddenly, it's like I'm a little bit slow and don't get it the first time. And so God is gracious and this has been happening to me recently. And that's what brings me today to particularly focus on what holds us back. Now, really, to get any value from this, uh, I, can, I can share as I'm doing right now, but it's your openness before God, your readiness to, to not just hear the word, but be a doer of the word. So it's kind of... The ball is somewhat in your court, but my brothers and sisters, you're much loved and most of all, God loves you and wants the very best for you. So here's my question. Is there something which is holding you back? Because God is in the breaking through whatever is holding you back. And particularly thinking about as we emerge from lockdown, but you see, there's a lockdown we've been living under, but there's also a lockdown that we can come under, a place of restriction. I've seen that God is doing something at this point in time. And what we've said, what's that phrase we use? We say, when it's raining, pray for rain. We like to get behind what God is doing. God brought back into my mind uh, this whole thing of uh, gates of iron and or gates of bronze and bars of iron, I get it muddled up. Many years ago, I, I heard some teaching on that, about the nature of that. I, I looked for I couldn't bring it to mind, but recently I've been able to look into that more. And it, that's just where I want us to be this morning, to look at that. If you're not sure if there's something that's holding you back, it's okay to ask. In fact, it's vital to ask. It's a kingdom principle. It's a recognition that, Lord, we're not really good at doing this. We're not equipped at doing it for ourselves. Lord, is there something that's a bit of a weight, like a somehow ball and chain around my ankle. Is there something that I may be not even realising? So there's two things. One, you either know, and by the Spirit of God, the moment I say about it, you know what it is, or you're open to God and say, Lord, is there anything that's restricting me continuing to exactly where you would have me to be? It's okay to ask him. It's interesting because 
as I say, when we see what God is doing, we like to really get behind that and recognize this is the moment and this is the time. So I, this may not be applicable to everybody, but there are some I absolutely know for whom this is very applicable. We want to see, like we're seeing, people being released from deep-rooted rejection, experiences of the past hindering present and future relationships, from fear, from the issue of not only gaining God's forgiveness, but gaining your own forgiveness of yourself. Being set free from those things that you just can't shake off. Let's take a moment to just look at this. Bronze. Not a time to go into great detail. Have you heard the phrase, heavens have turned to bronze? Read about it in Deuteronomy 28. This is kind of, it refers to unanswered prayer. I'm not feeling I'm being heard. Bronze is used in the scripture as a symbol of what is firm and stubborn and strong and enduring. It has various other applications as well, but I don't have time to go into that. Iron. Roman Empire was represented by iron. They ruled heartlessly and fearlessly with an iron fist. Talk about iron chains and handcuffs, instruments of bondage. Jesus was nailed to the cross with nails of iron. The gates were made of bronze and strengthened with iron. Bronze and iron worked together as tools of captivity. But here's the good news. God has promised to actually break down these gates, to break down the gates of iron and bronze. Psalm 107, verse 16, he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. Isaiah 45, I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. Let's just apply that. What we're talking about are things which are deeper, things which have a hold, maybe in the mind, maybe in the subconscious. Here's a clear biblical promises that God will deal with and has promised to deal with those things which somehow don't seem to budge any other way. He is the God who can deal with things that nothing and nobody else can. He is the God that wants to break these, these barriers of iron and bronze, these strongholds, these issues that seem to be lodged in the, in the mind or subconscious so that we can be free and nothing hold us back from the journey, that we can come out of a personal lockdown. Life beyond lockdown. What if this pandemic is a kind of a lockdown that's symbolic of freedom he wants for you, he wants for us together. Darren, 
God spoke to him. Oh, we're not going to do what they did in that development group. But God spoke to him. I believe, I'm very convinced, that this is a time where if you realise that something would hold you back, that you could experience your own personal release from lockdown. Even if you don't and you sense there might be or something more, just ask. No, don't go searching, just ask God. I'm believing that this is a time that God wants to release things. Some things maybe that have been there almost become part of your character, but they're not. They're hangers-on. They're gates of iron and bronze. And God is the God, the only one, the only one that's able to break these things. So what I want us to do, I know we don't normally use this song in this way. We normally have fun with it. I'd like us to finish this morning by joining together with a declaration. He didn't bring us out this far to take us back again. He brought us out to take us in to the promised land. Peter's going to come and uh, lead us in this. But instead of it being a song that we have fun with, today I'd like it to be a declaration a declaration of truth, a declaration about the God that who we've been worshipping and singing about today, a God that's able to bring us out, not to leave us here, but to take us in and never to take us back. And once we've done this, and you've asked the Holy Spirit to speak to you, then there'll be opportunity and you'll receive the direction for prayer. Because this is a time when God wants to confirm his word with signs following. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.